me bagpipes. Welcome to the St. Canard Files, a Darkwing Duck podcast where the greatest adventure of all is family. Kinda. We're, we're kinda like family, right? Um, we are back for part two of our tribute to DuckTales 2017 roundtable. Um, we want to give the show a great send-off. It just recently ended. We love it so much. We're going to miss it. We want to give it its due here at the St. Canard File. So I invited some friends of mine back on the show, uh, Bill Udesky, Stan Lund, and Tori Stone, to talk about the show. I'm going to ask them some questions about the show. We're all going to answer them. And we're just going to have a good time reminiscing about one of our favorite shows of the past four years. Um, I can't believe it's been that long. But Bill, Stan, Tori, welcome back. Hello, hello. Hi. Woo! Woo! Um, so <laughs> let's jump back into discussing DuckTales. We did not discuss much about Darkwing Duck in the last episode because, you know, there's a lot to say. And we are a Duckwing Duck, Darkwing Duck podcast. And, you know, I figured let's have some time talking about him now. Because, you know, I think he's one of the reasons why we did enjoy the show as much as we did. I know that's true about me. How about you guys? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. They they really did right by him. I, a lot, I knew some people online who weren't thrilled about how he was treated. I don't understand it. But I respect it. They just don't it. like the voice choice. Why are their heads so square? <laughs> um. So our first question then for part two is, what was your favorite Darkwing moment? Bill, we'll start with you. Okay, so boy, were there a lot to pick from. Um, but I'm going to uh, go back to the episode, The Duck Knight uh, Returns. And I'm going to, it's not going to be the original incarnation of Darkwing, but it's going to be Drake Mallard. Uh, discussing his uh, the story of him and how he came to appreciate Darkwing and resonate as Darkwing uh, through um, a childhood memory of his being bullied. With that amazing Mike Peraza comic art. I was just going to mention that. Yeah, Mike Peraza did a fantastic job with that little uh, um, comic collage. Uh, and uh, it was such a great moment to me. Um, that it, it really had a lot of heart, and I kind of began to to see that maybe this is the route that they were going to to uh, pass the torch. Um, but you know, it, it wasn't confirmed until later, obviously. But I I began to understand uh, this this character even before I knew it was Drake Mallard. But yeah, that that moment was a, a, a my favorite uh, Darkwing moment. The whole get back up thing really humanized that character really fast. Like, I feel like any chance you would have had of disliking this new Darkwing, that 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 whole setup had to make you fall in love with him pretty quickly, at least as far as I'm concerned. Absolutely. Uh, Bill, do you have a second? I mean, this is a Darkwing Duck podcast. Do you have a second favorite Darkwing moment? Uh, it would probably be in the same episode, and that's when... Jim Starling makes that sacrifice uh, of uh, pushing both Launchpad and Drake out of the way because before he, spoiler alert, turns into Negaduck, there was that genuine moment of, hey, you know what? I mean, even though he's turning into a terrible guy, that that was kind of like a last uh, moment where you knew that, you know, he was a good person and he, and he did something good 
before he found his sad demise, I should say. <laughs> and then never came back. Yeah, um, never came back. <laughs> um, and that was the biggest shame. We can talk about that a little bit later on in this episode. But um, Stan, what was your all-time favorite Darkwing moment? My all-time favorite Darkwing moment would probably be the end of The Duck Knight Returns, where you see both the birth of the DuckTales 2017 universe Darkwing Duck and the fall of Jim Starling into Negaduck. I think that's true for a lot of people, and yeah, that that will be true for me, spoiler alert. Um, Do you have a second favorite Darkwing moment, Stan? Uh, yeah, my second favorite Darkwing moment is probably the scene in the trailer from the same episode where you see all the Darkwing merch that Drake has amassed and you see just the love and admiration he has for this character that he and us have grew up watching. Yes. And the love that Frank Angonis had for the character, clearly. Yes. Uh, so that's, that was pretty amazing. I do agree with that, Stan. And and uh, Tori, what was your favorite Darkwing moment? My favorite would have to be when Drake and Goslin are flying through the air and then Launchpad catches them. And then that is when it feels like it's like that moment is just like the family is together. They finally kicked Dewey out of their part of the episode. And the family, <laughs> the trio, the that trio is, is there together. And he swoops, kind of. <laughs> Come on, swoop, swoop, swoop. Um, well, do you have a runner-up favorite Darkwing moment? Yes, it's from the finale. No time for showboating. <laughs> and he... Finger. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do love that he got to have some time with Gizmo Duck. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me... Uh, my favorite Darkwing moment is the reveal that Starling became Negaduck. Um, you saw it coming uh, mm-hmm. when he slammed Drake into the, you know, into the closet, and his eyes going are going spiral. He does a Negaduck laugh. You know it's coming when he pulls out the chainsaw. And like, if you didn't think we were getting something to do with Negaduck at that point, you you, you didn't know Darkwing Duck. Mm-hmm. Um, but just the build-up to the final reveal, like, just the shot of him turning toward the camera, happy to play the part. And the fact that they went for it, like, they actually went for it with Negaduck, like, I still watch that, and I laugh to myself. Like, I can't believe they did that. (laughs) And then I cry inside that he never came back. (laughs) Well, I was going to say, Mike, who knows? Maybe they'll do what they're doing to... uh... Marvel Universe, like uh, the series Loki, and they'll make a Negaduck uh, series. <laughs> I really hope they do it, Bill. I really hope they do it. Do uh-huh. it. <laughs> <laughs> well, even if Darkwing gets rebooted and it's a totally different universe, we'll get a Negaduck. I don't see why we wouldn't, but I wanted to see what would happen with this Negaduck. Um, my runner-up, and this is a really super random one, is Darkwing and Gizmo Duck punching Steelbeak at the same time. <laughs> like both of them together side by side punching him out and it's cool because they both went up against him on the original show so I was glad they both got to fight him as well right like, I was really hoping Darkwing and Steelbeak 
got to fight at some point, and I'm glad they did it. It's a very small moment, but I really did enjoy that. Sure. Okay, so moving on from Darkwing. You know, we talk about you a lot, Darkwing, so don't get a bruised ego that we're moving on. I want to ask you guys, what was your favorite Disney afternoon shout-out? So obviously anything not involving DuckTales or Darkwing. Um, Tori, you can start with this one. I didn't think I had one specifically, but then I was like, I really liked what they did with the gummy bears. I know that's random because I haven't even seen gummy bears before, but I thought it was really cool how they put that in there. And it's probably my third runner-up episode because I really liked that one too. And I thought it was super cool and interesting. Like they weren't like a main part of the show. It was just like a little tidbit, like here you go. And that's like what a, what a reference should be. You didn't have to know what Gummy Bears was. Although, though, Tori, you should give the show a shot. It actually holds up pretty okay, believe it or not. As You wouldn't think it would, but it's actually, it's actually pretty decent. Give it a shot. Do you have any other Disney Afternoon moments you'd like to mention? Mm, I liked in Goof Troop how they all had, how some characters had very similar outfits to what they used to wear. Oh, you and mean in, Quack Pack? Quack Pack, yes. So, you say goof troop. Oh. Um, So, I have a feeling I might get similar answers from Bill and Stan. Um, So, I'm going to start with Stan, because I'm pretty sure I know exactly what Bill's going to say. Stan, what was your favorite Disney Afternoon shout-out? So, my favorite Disney Afternoon shout-out that's not Darkwing-related, obviously would have to be the reveal that Manny's a gargoyle in the finale. I mean... I live again! (laughs) The fact... I mean, I didn't even put together it was Keith David's voice until the music started, you know. But the fact that they hid that reveal until you actually saw it, you know, made it all the more powerful. Because all the other reveals, we had leaked, you know, oh, this is coming and this is coming. We didn't know this one's coming which I think made it actually hit better. That was right out of left field. And uh, Stan, I want to say when it comes to Manny, I was constantly saying, I think the writers like Manny more than the audience does because they sure (laughs) use him a lot. Now I see why. They wanted us to just get a ton of him. So when we find out he is a gargoyle, we're like, of course, you know? (laughs) It was great. And they used the music. Yeah. And of course, the iconic, I live again. And Stan, I think what threw you off with the Keith David voice is he wasn't using the Goliath voice. He was just like, right. I'm just a regular guy. And it's like, you don't think that's Keith David because he doesn't usually talk like that when he does cartoon characters. Exactly. Yeah, but I had to look he, in the credits of who was that. But then he they, he pulls out the I Live Again, and the, the Gargoyles music comes on, and it's like, that was the one Disney afternoon thing they haven't gotten to yet, so there you go. <laughs> it, and I'm not the world's biggest Gargoyles fan, but that really still impressed me a lot. Is there anything else, any other Disney afternoon shout-out, Stan, that you really enjoyed? Well, my runner-up would definitely be the Tailspin one. Okay, I, I had a feeling you might have mentioned that. Any particular reasons? Well, because after Darkwing, Tailspin's probably my second favorite Disney afternoon show. Tailspin got the most love on the series out of all the other shows. 
They did the most with it, so I get that. Was there any particular... Darkwing. Well, yeah, of course, yeah. But Darkwing (laughs) fits into the universe more because they're still all ducks. Right. Right. So, like, anything else feels more like a shout-out than a natural fit. Um, Anything particular with Tailspin? Anything like a character or an event... Well, the fact that the sea duck was brought back in action, you know, the fact that they showed what happened to Kit, you know, and showed a grown-up Molly. They did as... What did you think of Don Carnage, out of sheer curiosity? He was okay, but I did kind of miss Jim's portrayal. I think the whole reason why Carnage works in the original show is because of Jim. Yeah. Like, that's why he works. And taking Jim away from that character bothered me more than Darkwing. I don't know why. Darkwing, that's Jim Cummings' greatest non-poo character. Like, straight out. But it didn't bother me that they revoiced, recast him. But with Carnage, I was really bothered by that. And I never quite got over it whenever he'd talk. I feel like Jim was doing more of a caricature rather than, um, you know, somebody who was just simply of like a Latin heritage. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, you know, I, I think I think Jim took an amalgamation of different uh, um, ethnicities and kind of just threw it into the, a blender and just made it as goofy as possible on top of the fact that he was doing a. Uh, uh, like a Ricky Ricardo-esque character. But, of course, I think the showrunners might have seen that as culturally insensitive. I think that's the big reason he was recast. Sure. If you're going to have a Spanish character, you're going to have him voiced by someone who is Spanish. And that, and make, that, that makes Latino. sense. Latino. And, I'm a, I mean, he did, he wasn't a main character. Mm-hmm. He showed up, what, three mm-hmm. times? It was okay. Uh-huh. Um, so, moving on to Bill. What was your favorite Disney afternoon shout-out? Well, I'm, I'm sure you guys all know what's coming, but I'm going to preface this by saying that I have a real problem because I'm a Disney, Disney afternoon file. So I have a, a gold, silver and bronze with a runner up. My gold, <laughs> if you guys don't already realize it, I'm a huge kick cloud kicker fan. So that's my my gold winner right there. Um, yes, I agree. Bill, with I'm going to interrupt you for just a moment. Just okay. <laughs> indulge me. My favorite moment having you on the show is when me, you, and Tori were talking about Tailspin, and I'm like, "Bill, who's the greatest Tailspin character?" And you're like, "Click, cl- kick, cloud kicker, baby." And I'm like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, you mean that was that was Tiffany we were talking to? Yeah, who did I yeah. say? Uh, you said Tori. Oh, it was Tiffany, and you're like, "Kick cloud kicker, baby," and uh, and I'm just like, "No." <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sorry, Bill. Go on. That's okay. I'm glad to add a little bit of uh, emphasis here. <laughs> uh, but yes, I I mean, it was a different take on Kit Cloud Kicker than I expected, especially with the whole uh, him, you know, growing up to look like Baloo and to be a sloth like Baloo. But, um, you know, I, I still enjoyed it. Uh, I'm going to kind of flash through these real quick. My silver, I'm going to agree with Tori on the whole gummy bear reference. Um, I love that entire episode. Uh, and with the fact that they've incorporated gummy bears into the entire 
uh, uh, universe of, of uh, the duck universe and the whole DuckTales universe. I, I thought it was fantastic. And seeing Webby use the gummy bear juice was awesome. Um, and then the Goofy and Max stuff in Quack Pack, which Quack Pack was just uh, hilarious to, to begin with. Um, uh, but yeah, I enjoyed all that. They showed, I think they showed Roxanne and PJ even in those photos. They did, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. And then my runner up, I'm, I'm pretty sure you might enjoy this. Mike is uh, the bonkers cameo in the Let's Get Dangerous episode. <laughs> okay, let me let me talk more about that when it's uh, my turn. Although I guess it is my turn now, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Um, the so, end. Go ahead. <laughs> so my my big one is Quack Pack. I didn't like that one a lot when I first saw it, but the more I watched it, the more I enjoyed it. I I think I like seeing all the characters in their original Ducktales outfits. Uh, Launchpad had the flight cap, Beakley had the apron, Scrooge had the the, the blue outfit, and mm -hmm. I, I like that. Goofy was fine. I don't think he quite fit into that universe, but I like that he's there. I like it's the Goof Troop design. Yeah, you see Max, PJ, and um, Roxanne. I like the genie. I think it was cool they got mm -hmm. Jillio White, um, Shibui, and I loved <laughs> how the... The audience were human beings, but not just human beings, human beings designed in that early 90s Disney TV style yes. with the weird with those with weird the giant shins and the weird facial designs that make them look like they have duck beaks. I know, Bill, we talked about that at Twitching Channels, how it's, I find that design that's really weird, like on, like on channels, Thaddeus Rockwell. Um, <laughs> but that's and they were like and there were people online like, is that Kent Powers from Quack Pack? It looks just like him. Um, and I just loved all of that. And just, I just found that was just so much fun. Just a title quack pack. Um, my runner up is the bonkers one, obviously. Um, cause I wasn't expecting to see him. I figured gargoyles would pop up sooner or later. We just didn't know how, but bonkers was totally unexpected, especially right. in a darkwing episode. We already was getting so much darkwing stuff to get bonkers in there. <laughs> and if you hate bonkers, hi, Will, if you hate bonkers... <laughs> At least you got to see him in pain. <laughs> yeah, and you get to see each of the Fearsome Five specifically beat him up. So it's... And I always said, if bonkers shows up in the show, he's just going to be a random cop. I always said it. <laughs> if he was going to show up, and that's exactly how they used him. Yep. And I'll throw, like, I'll throw a bronze, the Quack Pack Donald Duck shirt from Last Adventure. And Daisy's and yeah. uh, Della saying, "What is this? 1996?" Yes. <laughs> and uh, and it had a little Mickey on the tag. Yes, it did. Yes, it what? did. Uh, a little Mickey on the tag. Yeah, if you look, it has a little Mickey icon on the uh, you know the tag on the back of the shirt. But it's the same Hawaiian shirt. You know, back then all <laughs> wild and crazy Disney afternoon characters wore Hawaiian shirts. Dale, right. Louie, Herb, Donald Duck. You know, it was just a thing. Mickey. Mickey, I think, might have once in a while. Yeah, well, Mickey had the big uh, 1990s tennis shoes in the intro. Um, right. So, yeah, a lot of great Disney afternoon stuff. That's the, You know, it's funny. That's the stuff most people talk about when it comes to this show. Um, that's what gave it most of the attention. Um, it's funny. None of us mentioned the Rescue Ranger cameo. <laughs> or the floppy dogs. <laughs> well, that was funny. I did appreciate that. <laughs> I felt the Rescue Ranger cameo was very tacked on, like it didn't belong yeah. there. They just, he just really wanted to see if he could get it in. <laughs> they made, they, they got him in there. 
Like, he wasn't there. allowed, and they were like, "No, we're gonna try." <laughs> <laughs> and they even used the theme music. <laughs> so, moving on to the next question, I think I think we all wish the show could have kept going. If there was one thing, we'll stick to one thing you wish could have happened if we had gotten a season four. Stan, what would that have been? A resolution to the Negadot story. That's the one thing I hear the most on social media. Yeah, the show was great, but what happened to Negadot? Um, But I do agree with it. What do you wish you could have seen actually happen? In terms of that? In terms of that, yeah. Well, I would have liked to have seen, you know, Negadot maybe track down Darkwing to St. Canard, you know, have a big battle. You know, maybe he would have even kidnapped Goslin, which would have forced Darkwing to have to confront him in an effort to rescue her. You know, maybe Darkwing even would have gotten, you know, the nephews to help or, or Gizmo Duck and LP, obviously. Um, okay. Uh, anything else, Stan, that you would like to have seen? Uh, other than that, I think I would have liked to have seen maybe the the family go on a few more adventures as a whole family without, you know, the whole end of the world type stuff hanging over them. That hung over most of season three. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been nice to have the series relax a little bit for some more low stakes stuff. So how about you, Tori? What was something you would have liked to have seen happen if the show got one more season? There is a line that Dewey says in the Rumble for Ragnarok, and it's completely brushed over when Louis walks in. Like, he didn't even say it. But he says, I know we're supposed to take over for Uncle Scrooge one day, but do you think we'll ever be ready or something like that? And it's completely brushed over, but I think... It's, like, such a powerful line, and I wish they could have elaborated more on that or came back to it, because that is, like, a big thing. Like, they, all of them are, like, part of this one person's huge legacy, and I feel like that's a lot to live up to. I would like to see them, like, elaborate on that more. Well, then, of course, they made Webby Scrooge's clone, so does that suddenly mean Webby is, like, top first in line now all of a sudden? Yeah. Like, where does she rank now in terms of the importance, in terms of Scrooge's heir? Because she, she kind of is Scrooge. Yeah. So is it his is it the daughter he only found out he just had? Or is it his <laughs> nephews? <laughs> um, so anything else you would like to have seen, Tori? I would have really liked to see more. Uh, I would have really liked them to uh, elaborate more on Violet's character. I feel like she's a character they didn't have time to explain a lot of. I would have liked for her dads to speak. <laughs> I, I think they standing there. I think they were being very cautious with her dads. Yeah, yeah, we'll give you the two dads, but we are not comfortable doing more than that, which I think is a huge shame. Yeah. And I feel like if they had gotten a fourth season, I feel like they would have been able to bring him back, especially after shows like Owl House and stuff have aired their episodes. Yeah. I mean, did you guys know that there is there is there is a gay couple on the Big Hero 6 television series and they show up constantly and you can tell they're a couple 
but they never make a big deal about it, but they focus on it sometimes. I wish this show could have went for it. Uh, yeah. But I guess DuckTales was a bit more high profile than Big Hero 6, so I think people would have noticed it more, and I think they were just trying to be cautious with it. But Tori, that would have been nice, because Violet kind of just showed up in the show and then kind of just never got anything to herself. It was always I, about Lena. Yeah. I felt like she had a, so much more potential that they just couldn't get around to. Was it Violet who told um, Duckworth he was a waste of magic? No, that was, was Lena. That was Lena. Oh, that was would have been a good Violet line, though. <laughs> so, um, who do I have to... Oh, is it uh, Bill? What was um, yeah. something you wish could have happened? I'm going to be a little selfish here, and uh, I'm going to say uh, I would have liked to have seen some, uh, some more of these Disney Afternoon characters that had, like like you know one-time deal a little bit expanded on um or, or or an opportunity to be featured a bit more um i know it probably wouldn't have anything to do with like a a major finale plot like most of the seasons uh did but it would just kind of be nice to see a little bit more um you know, especially with, you know, you brought me into the world of Tailspin with Kit Clobkicker and Don Carnage and everything and Molly Cunningham. Um, it would have been fun to, uh, especially Molly, I, I would have liked to, I like what they did with the character. That was uh, actually a very uh, creative uh, way to go about that. But that would have been neat to see, uh, you know, some more, uh, so maybe some action that focused a little bit more on them. And maybe uh, maybe the Duck family was brought into it a little bit similar to how uh, uh, the Let's Get Dangerous episode, um, uh, you know, the plot went, went through. Um, and, uh, yeah, I guess that's about it. Maybe I'm just hooked on Tailspin and that's <laughs> that's my well, M.O. But they probably yeah. would have done more if that episode wasn't like third from the end. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that because of the way things progressed the way they did and how you know uh um the the producers had to just basically cram everything uh into this last season especially leading up to the finale yeah i i can understand that i wonder if at any point they regretted dropping that crazy poster in 2019 and making it clear that everybody was going to expect all of this stuff and then they had to shove it in there after they found out they weren't getting renewed yeah. Um, well, something I wish could have happened, you know, I'll I'll just say I wish we I, I wish we could have gotten more Darkwing stuff only because they treat it as such a big deal. I mean, Let's Get Dangerous is a whole hour Darkwing Duck tribute, like right in the middle of the season. And then he shows up in the, the last episode and gets all these scenes with Launchpad and Goslin's in it. And they're building him up and building him up and building him up. But now it's over. Like, we got lots of Scrooge and the kids and stuff. They built those characters up, but they paid off their stories. Where is Goslin's grandfather? What happened to Negaduck? What's Darkwing's crime-fighting career going to be? As far as we know, he's only had one real adventure. And we've never really got – he calls Launchpad his sidekick, but it sure doesn't feel like it yet. I feel like the Darkwing is. I mean, Frank and Gonus loves Darkwing more than Ducktales. You could tell. You can really tell. But I just feel like 
they built up Darkwing so much and we didn't see enough of it. It felt like he was so important they even put him in the credits at the end of the last episode. Mm-hmm. And I want to see, I know I'd be fine if we didn't see much of the DuckTales characters. I would like to see them again, but I really want to see what Darkwing, Launchpad, and Gosling get up to. And I just have a very sad suspicion that we're not going to see it. Because it feels like they're, got, they're not going in that direction with what they're going to do next. And it worries me that whatever we're going to get is not going to be made with the same kind of love that this was made with. And it's right. concerning. But we'll, I guess we'll have to wait and see, right? Yeah, yeah. So moving away from talking about the show specifically, I want to talk a little bit about merchandise. Um, DuckTales got a little bit, not a lot. And it was kind of a sad story. As in terms of the merchandise, um, honestly, there wasn't a lot. Uh, the Disney store put out a figurine set. There was the Target Fat Mojo toys, which never got a second series. Um, there were a couple of ornaments, the comic series, a few books. Um, but, but Bill, do, do you have a favorite or do you have any uh, DuckTales 2017 merchandise that you have a favorite of? Uh, well, I don't have it per se, but, uh, when I saw that they came out with the figure line, I, I noticed that they created the, uh, the sun chaser and they also had the money bin. And I thought that was a huge thing to incorporate into, uh, the, the, the I guess the, the toy line, because I feel like none of the other, um, uh, none of the other toy lines from the Disney afternoon, uh, shows early on. Uh, had any type of like playset or anything like that. I'll, I'll actually uh, give you a little anecdote about when I was a kid and I had all the little uh, vinyl figures from Kellogg's and I, I actually decided to create with a cardboard box my own version of the money bin. And so nice. I ha- had the entire <laughs> Disney afternoon universe uh, kind of uh, centralized around this money bin. So yeah, I made it out of construction paper and cardboard, and I was pretty pretty darn proud of it. But uh, that's awesome. Yeah, for them to make one was uh, kind of neat. So Stan, how about you? Well, I'd say my favorite uh, Ducktales 2017 merchandise they did were the money stack figures, particularly the Jim Starling version of Darkwing. I have that. That was I spent about 20 mm-hmm. minutes in Target trying to see inside the stacks to make sure I got Darkwing. <laughs> yeah, I didn't um, spend that long looking, but I found him within like the second or third one I looked into. I saw it was Darkwing. Oh, I had to go through a whole case. Um, how about you, Tori? Do you have a favorite piece of DuckTales merchandise? I really like the um, I really like the Jim Starling figure too. I like I didn't even look in any of them. I bought it off of eBay. Well, that <laughs> made things easy. I spent <laughs> too much on it. Well, and, um, uh, also, I really like the six pack. I don't have the six pack, but I think it's really nice. You know, Disney Store figurine sets are always really nice. Like my daughter mm-hmm. has a whole bin full of that stuff. Everything from Moana all the way to the Ducktales figurine set. They're nice. I think that was probably from the nicest DuckTales merchandise they made. Uh, mm-hmm. My favorite is, and you guys aren't going to be shocked, hold on to your hats, the <laughs> Fat Mojo Glom Gold action figure. <laughs> like, I'm so glad. I didn't buy any of the other characters. I just had to have a Glom Gold. Like, as soon as I saw him on the pegs, 
I had to grab him just to have a Glomgold anything, whether it's the new series or the old series. And I just, I love, I have this Glomgold with the rest of my uh, DuckTales and Darkwing figures sitting in a du- the DuckTales Disney, um, Disney World mug watching over everybody else. <laughs> plotting, just plotting evil with, uh, with the Funko action figure of Negatron. The two of them are together plotting evil. What were you saying, Tony? It's scheming. He's yeah. scheming, yeah. Oh, yeah, he's not plotting, he's scheming. A cockamamie one! <laughs> I wonder if he's going to involve the Sharkas in it. The <laughs> Sharkas. He has a kinship with the Sharks. Um, you gotta go to, like, an, an aquarium or something and pick, it, and pick up a little uh, pack of toy sharks. That would be so funny. And, like, make little parkers for them. (laughs) And um, so we do need to wrap up. I don't want to go too long tonight. But um, our final question is, and go crazy, get creative. It doesn't have to be something that was announced and didn't get made. What type of DuckTales merchandise would you like to have gotten? Tori. Honestly, the T-shirts that have come out for DuckTales for 2017, they suck. Yeah. They honestly suck. Why is it like kids. team, team whatever? That doesn't make any kind of sense. They're not at war against each other. <laughs> so I would like made... to. I would like to see so much better shirts. They're all made for kids, basically. And A then lot they of make stuff. them in they make them in the adult sizes, and only like two of them are okay. There's the comic book style, similar to the Darkwing one. I think that's the one I have. But I would like to see much better clothing and apparel. The but, for the cast got really cool hats. Like each of them are in a different triplet color, and they have um, a D and a T on them, and they were really nice. But like only the cast and I think the people at the panel got oh, them. Man. I wish that had been released. Like they should they should have tapped into the adult fans. Do a Darkwing shirt. Put Gyro on a shirt or a shirt for like Team Science. Put like Gyro Most- and Huey and Gizmo Duck on it. And like, the one most people have isn't even sold. It's like, um, I think it's like used with the fabric that they sold. And they like, it's got all of the triplets heads on it. And that's what most people have. And I think that's not even something they sell at the stores. I think that's a small business thing. You know what I want? I want a shirt. It doesn't have to have a character on it, but it has to be blue. And it just <laughs> has to say, just do it. That's all I want. I want a shirt that says just do it and let everybody else try to figure out what that's supposed to mean. Because once in a while, I'll say that at work, I get no reaction from people. And it's 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 a darn shame. Um, so, Bill, what kind of merchandise would you like to have gotten? Get, go crazy. Well, be creative. Yeah, I'm thinking probably because uh, I'm such a toy guy. Uh, I'm thinking more of the characters in the, uh, the the toy line that you were talking about. Um Oh my gosh, I'm thinking probably, oh man, a companion video game in the DuckTales 17 style, similar to the uh, DuckTales 87 style, mm. but um, yeah, with, with all the new characters, with some new, um, you know, locations and stuff like that, that would be awesome. And even if it's not like a, a, a 2D platformer, even a three uh, three-dimensional um adventure game would be fun i think it'd be really cool i feel like if this had come out like 10 years ago we definitely would have gotten it i don't think licensed games especially disney ones work that way anymore like you don't see every cartoon property get a video game these days it's sad 
it is sad. Like when something came out, you you would bet every console would get that game. Simpsons games, Disney games, everything. The video game industry's changed. You don't get those third-party cartoon games anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, it might have gotten it if it wasn't if it had come out a little earlier. I would have liked to have seen that, Bill. That would have been cool. Oh, well, maybe, maybe I was gonna say maybe Capcom might uh might di- uh, bring back the property in a few years. You never know. I hope so. I don't mm-hmm. want this to be the last I see of the characters. Um, yeah. Stan. Well, I pro I would have liked to have seen more figures. Definitely would have liked to have seen a Darkwing, a Goslin, and a Negaduck. Uh, maybe even a Sea Duck plane to mm. be a companion to the Sun Chaser. Yeah. I'd also like to have seen the comic book line continue because that's my big hope is that maybe they'll give us more stories with the characters, you know, like a season four in comic book form. The reason I didn't buy the comics is I knew they could not tie any of those stories into what was happening with the show. Everything would be standalone and Mm -hmm. it kind of kept me away from it. But if they did it now and it replaced the show, they at this point, they could probably do anything they wanted to do. Yeah. But um, as far as merchandise, I'd like to see. It, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna name something that they were gonna do, and everybody wanted, and they didn't make it. Um, a Gizmo Duck figure. It was gonna be a yes. Fenton, and the armor goes over the Fenton, and you make oh, Gizmo Duck. I've so, always wanted so that. So cool. I wanted a transforming Gizmo Duck for at least thirty years now, and we almost <laughs> got one. We almost got one. And there was a big push. I know the Duck Talk guys, there was a big push to just try to get Fat Mojo just to do that. And if I couldn't get that, I would have liked a Della. Yeah. Someone's made a Della using the Donald figure, but I think they sell it for like really expensive. Yeah, they of course sell it they and it's do. Really expensive. But I would have well, liked to have it. it looks just like her. I would have liked to have seen some merchandise with Della and Beakley and some of those characters as well. And we're, I don't know if we're ever going to see that now. It's such a shame. But um, I'm going to wrap by basically asking you guys one last question. What does DuckTales 2017 mean to you? Tori? Oh, me first. Okay. Um, Sorry. <laughs> honestly... It feels so much more of a community. Like, when I first started getting into watching cartoons, I was more just a casual viewer. And, yeah, I paid attention to videos and stuff of, like, reviews and stuff. But I feel like with DuckTales, I've really gotten into a community. I feel like I'm part of of something. Like, on TikTok, I do a lot of cosplays and stuff of like Goslin and Gandra D and I feel like I'm with several people who are like that and watching uh watching DuckTales it made me start to watch Darkwing and that's where I started listening to this podcast and started to be able to be friends with all of you and so for me it means um gaining new friends and a community oh oh Bill uh, well, I, I'm, I, I like what Tori said. Um, that was really sweet. And I'm kind of in the same boat as well. Um, but I also think that it's not just a reinvigoration of the, the, the cartoons that, you know, our generation grew up with, uh, Mike, uh, yourself and, and Stan as well. Um, and, and it's nice to, to see, 
you know, this all coming back in the same way that like, you know, uh, Bugs Bunny and all that uh, has always been uh, lasting. You know, I think it's nice to bring back some of those characters and share them with a new generation. Hopefully in that that fuels the the franchises even further. And then on top of that, I just think uh, 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 Matt and Frank, they really uh, gave us all a love letter to that era of the Disney afternoon. I thought that that was their way of saying, hey, we get it. We're fans, too. We think you'll like this. We hope you like this. Mm-hmm. And it seems like everybody pretty much did. Stan? Well, I think Launchpad said it best. Family truly is the greatest of the bench. Oh, no, the ground! it was a great show i i think it was done as a love letter not just to the original show and darkwing of course but it also you know it improved upon it i think you know it it took some of the ideas and went in new directions with it expanded upon some things you know, it, it lasts, I, I think it'll last not only as a tribute to the old, but, you know, also it's, it'll stand the test of time on its own two feet. I think so. I think so. I don't think you need the original show to enjoy this show. Absolutely. Um, so for me, we'll wrap up with me. Of um, Here's the thing with me and reboots of stuff I was, I, I liked as a kid. I don't generally enjoy reboots of stuff. Um, I've been critical of the new Animaniacs. I don't like most new Godzilla projects. I know people know I like Godzilla. I've been critical of newer Muppet stuff. I'm a big Muppet fan too. But I don't know how they did it. They, I fell in love with this show from moment one. Like, the show just became so special to me right away. Like, it became a family event to watch new episodes that all three of us, my wife, my daughter, just watched it together with every new episode. And it just became a part of my life for four years, waiting for new episodes to air, wondering when Darkwing's going to show up, what's going to happen with this character, what's going to happen with this character, what are they going to do now, what's the second and third season going to be like. I've never been this invested in the show, especially a show not even aimed at my demographic. Like, yeah, I love the original Darkwing Duck, but I was a kid when it showed up. This is a rare, one of those rare examples of me falling in love with a show meant for people a fraction of my age. And, but it was all these Disney shout outs were also meant for us too, as adults. And it just hit that sweet spot. And I just can't imagine any new projects, even a Darkwing reboot, being this good unless the same creative team did it and i just feel like the show was a love letter to my childhood and you know i'm always going to be grateful i have the opportunity to have this show in my life and i guess with that said you know we're going to miss you ducktales thank you for all the fun the family the laughs getting to bring back darkwing um, does anybody have anything else they'd like to say before we go? I'm good. <laughs> You're good, Stan, Tori? Well, I'd just like to thank Frank and, uh, and was the other guy's name Mike? Matt Young. But, Matt. Yeah, I'd like to thank Frank and Matt for creating DuckTales 2017 and taking us on one heck of a ride for the past four years. They did a really fantastic job. Yes, and I don't know if you guys listen. 
Frank and Matt, but thank you so much for listening to this show.